0: Hello there everybody and welcome back to another episode of Sparkles on Rhinestones Pageant Podcast. We have been <laughs> very busy but also not so busy. Um I think it's that way in lockdown. Right now I currently have an ear infection, so I hope you can hear me. <laughs> um but we are busy right now. Uh, doing lots of different things. I'm just editing our first YouTube video. So as well as information on here on the podcast um, to bring to your ears, we're also going to bring you visuals um, with videos. Now we've always done videos on sparkles and rhinestones. Um, however, I think sometimes when they're on Facebook, you'll watch a video but you might get distracted by some cats. Whereas when you go on YouTube, you're actually going on YouTube to watch these videos um (laughs) which is always fun um but yes we've done that we've been updating our training so I've just finished designing a booklet to give to all of our lovely clients just a little information booklet um as well as writing all the feedback I think I've I've finally finished all my feedback um but that's not what you tuned in for today not just me rambling on um like I do on our fortnightly lives Uh, But today I want to talk to you about dealing with pageantry in the COVID setting right now. So it's very hard to kind of gain memento of, momentum even, of wanting to do loads of your title, wanting to do appearances, wanting to kind of just get as much as you can out of the pageant industry. But also, there are things that are stopping you, like, of course, lockdown and a, a, an ever growing pandemic. But then, pageant finals are being pushed back, most are turning virtual now. So, we're just going to talk a bit about what you can do to kind of overcome these. Now, for myself, I am in the same boat. I am a finalist um, in the UK's National Miss, um, one of the Miss section. And that's meant to be the next upcoming pageant. However, we also have to look at it not only as I'm still training myself. I'm still being positive with my campaigns. I've recently just launched... um, the hashtag Operation Imagination, which is to collect 150 books for um, the Women's Refuge. So if you would like an online appearance, let me know about that. Um, (laughs) But also I am planning outfits and I'm just prepping, but I also have a plan B. Now, the plan B is, to, it's in case it does get pushed back, and I would... I think everyone should have another plan just in case now that's not necessarily entering another pageant that's not doing that it's just being prepared for when your pageant final gets cancelled not when if <laughs> let's, let's put that there because of the pandemic and restrictions and government guidelines so i know that if my pa- If my pageant gets pushed back, I'm not sure what date it'll be, but in my head, I'm going with a year because, of course, what's happened recently with the Yemi finals has been pushed back for a year. So what I've done, of course, that initial feeling as well, that initial feeling of when it happens, you're going to feel emotional, you're going to want to cry for a little bit, eat those Oreos, eat that ice cream, um you know, get angry as well. You're allowed to feel these emotions. And I think sometimes when I talk about the positives, you're allowed to feel these emotions because emotions are what make us human. And, you know, there's clearly some disappointment if you've been building um, up to this for so long. And for some pageant finals, you know, we have been waiting a couple of years as a finalist. Myself, I've not waited too long as a finalist. So I'm not too disheartened at the moment, but I know that I will still be because... I've had this idea for a very long time Um, but for those who have been finalists for two years it's it's a very hard thing to take however we have to look at the logic and the reasoning behind so it would be more heartbreaking to get to a month before and find out the event's been cancelled or two weeks before and you've prepped and you've paid all this money for all these outfits and beauty treatments and stuff well obviously not now because everything's closed but when things start to open again, only to find out that the government have changed events once again. It's heartbreaking. Um, and then you'll have, if, you, if it pushes back for a couple of months, then you'll have the same thing over again of guessing. This is why when most pageant finals have been moving to a year, although it's been a heart-sinking situation, it's meaning that it's more likely that you will be stepping on the finals on those stage at that point in time. So that's why my plan B is if my finals are cancelled I'm going to take this time to launch more campaigns that I would like to do throughout the year so I've planned I've planned things anyways and um, I think as a finalist you should also always plan your year anyways with or without crown I know that when you plan for your queen project you want it to be something spectacular especially as you now have that crown to really push forward But these things can be adaptable and it's coming up with new situations and new ideas. So, for me, um, I have things I want to do and also I want to educate myself a bit more on my platform and take some courses and um, just really get into that. Um, For me as well, with Sparkles and Rhinestones, it's just trying to concentrate more on your well-being and how you can prepare for your finals. Of course, we train a lot of the um, young European international girls and with the pageant being set a year from now, it was a very hard transition. However, a lot of the girls now are excited. They have things in action and they're taking some of their Queen projects and release them now because it gives them something to do. It gives them motive. So having that plan B is great because then it just then it gives you something to look forward to small little achievable goals, so my plan being yes, if it gets pushed back, I can then launch this on this day this, and, the, and I can start planning and start doing the background work with it, contacting people, letting people know that I want them to be involved in something, and then move forward that way, but also. If it has been postponed, it also gives you a lot longer as in spacing out these projects and giving yourself more time because I think that sometimes as pageant finalists we feel like we have to be 100% busy all the time just constantly, constantly um, doing stuff when in reality we don't have to at all. That's not something we need to be doing. Keeping a presence is great but also keeping your mental health is more important. When it comes to outfits, of course, this is where it, it gets a bit difficult because as adults <clears throat> we may vary um a couple of sizes in the way but of course when you have younger contestants they are constantly growing so it's always when you're picking outfits for patent final um with this pandemic it's giving a couple of months beforehand just to see will it grow by then you have to kind of calculate um And sometimes it's where it's buying something a little bit bigger and then getting the alterations to um, take it in because it's much easier to buy a bigger outfit and get it taken in than a smaller outfit that's not going to fit and will show on stage. Um, As well as that is keeping that morale and, you know, keeping up as if you can be ready for a pageant final tomorrow because that is what will make a queen, is someone that will be able to go into an interview tomorrow and be able to project of how much they really want that crown and what they've done and what they plan on doing and sometimes for some of us it means more savings (laughs) um so if there's an outfit that you wanted but you couldn't quite afford now you have a few months to actually get that dream dress that you've wanted um but now comes the tricky thought of pageant has been rearranged for a different date and you can't make that date or maybe it's put a thought in your head of oh actually there's a couple of systems that I want to try as well so this is where you have to think of how long you've dedicated to one system now when you pick the system you want to compete in you weigh the pros and cons of any system what appeals to you why you want to win that pageant And that should still stand, if you do a review right now, that should still stand, that should still stand true. If you're not as keen with this title and there's other titles you want to win, then I would suggest to switch over because your heart has to be in it. You can't just be making appearance posts and and popping on things here and there and your heart's not in it. However, you have to think of the logics of how much money have you spent on the sponsorship of this pageant you're competing in, how much appearance work, how much things you've done. Of course there are systems, so will International UK actually take two years of community service no matter um, what pageant system you've been in? And there are pageant systems that don't count um, your appearances anyway, so... If you were to jump to that system, let's say jump, but if you were to move to that system, for example, Young European International doesn't accept, it doesn't accept, it it does accept. It has a publicity award, however, appearances don't count towards your final score. So rather than, you know, everyone's on the same playing field when they step into that final, there's no bonus points. But of course, there are pageants that do have this. Some have it capped. So for example, for Galaxy, it's capped at five bonus points. So you get half point for each ten appearances. And after that, that's it. It's it's capped, so you can do as many as you want. But it's always nice to get those extra bonus points, so you know that when you've stepped into that pageant, you've given yourself the best advantage. And there are so many things with appearance points. It doesn't have to be just um, events and charity work. There's charity donations, there's awareness campaigns stuff you can do for your platform. There's loads of things that you can adapt to be online. And a lot of things now are turning virtual. So how we did with our pageant con, we did a virtual pageant event. Um, so we made sure that we were accessible for everyone and it counted as an appearance, but also a lot of people learned some things. And that's what happens now. There are lots of virtual events where there are fitness events, well-being events. There's so many that you can do and things that you can think of so it's all about adapting now to covid life so what can people do the reason when i did my the reason i started my refuge collection book is because you can buy books in a supermarket and it's part of your weekly shopping so you're not actually going out of your way just to get these items whereas for sometimes some collections it might be the same as when we did the project code red it's all about going into it as part of your weekly shop rather than the sole purpose of going for those donations um, and a lot of things can be done online as well um, so think taking that into account it's just choosing where you actually want to go and what crown you want to be wearing because you've had two years, do you want to throw two years away? but then you could get to that final and not enjoy the final and think actually I could have enjoyed it somewhere else. It's all about how you feel and don't feel afraid of what other contestants might say or what your director will say because at the end of the day, it's your money, it's what you're doing with your title and it's where you wanna go on your pageant journey. The only person you need to answer to is you. Of course, you can get advice. Um, One thing I have been doing is discussing of course with my, um, with my clients is I always have, I will have an unbiased opinion when it comes to pageant systems of what's best for them. So even if they could have been competing in a system which I know they're going to do amazing at, if they want to switch and change, it's their decision and then I can prep them the best of what they're going to do for that next system. That's what it's all about. Because sometimes you just can't help that the, the date has changed and you can no longer make it um, or you've aged out and you're not really feeling particularly comfortable with competing in a different division. Um, these are things that you will come up with however, yep it's dealing with that and it's thinking, do you want to do you want to compete in the system that's <laughs> that's the gist of it. But then it comes on to some pageants are now telling virtual. We've just seen the crowning of the Miss Beluctress Queens, who sent in their videos. And there are pros and cons when it comes to virtual pageants. Uh, Atlantic pageants will be virtual. And there are lots of different things. And that all depends on, because of course, this is where it's the director's duty of care. And what you have seen is they are allowing their contestants to defer to another year or they can can compete virtually. Um, And this is where, if you are going to be competing virtually, there's still an interview um, round, so you should still be practicing for that. And it's just finding the space, um, finding the space to be able to do the rounds. So if you are competing in a virtual pageant, make sure that when you are having your virtual interview, that you have a good internet connection for a start, That's always a good thing, um, that the room is clearly lit so they can see your beautiful face and see what you're doing, um, it's just, yeah, it's like, because (laughs) at least (laughs) with a virtual panel, you only have to look into the camera where you're talking, you don't have to keep looking at all the different judges like you would on a panel, um, but yeah, so make sure you look presentable, make sure that your background is neutral, um, and yeah you can still practice exactly the way because with an interview it's all about talking so you still have the time limit you still have um yeah you still have your time limit you still want to get across the answers you're going to get across so think about your bullet points think about what you want to project in this interview and i do have a feeling and i've said this a lot Um, But I think that now that there will be some questions in pageant interviews that will address the pandemic, but rather than focus on COVID, it's going to be more about your journey as a finalist within these COVID times, you know, how did you adapt as a finalist um, during the pandemic, Um, the pandemic really restricted uh, charity events, so how did you fundraise the amount that you said you fundraised about, Um, you know, that There were different elements like that. But then there are some pageants that don't really want to focus too much on that or want to focus on the positives and focus on you as well. So it's about getting to know you personally. Those three minutes or five minutes or however long these interviews are happening for, they want to make sure that they're getting to know the true queen that's sitting in front of them. When it comes to rounds like fashion and evening wear, now the perfect time with virtual pageants is you get to um pick which ones you send off so if you haven't and I always find this sometimes when I do my walks the first one's always a really good one and then I film loads more well it's usually pictures I'll talk about pictures because I haven't actually filmed in my walks um (laughs) recently anyways um the first picture is always a really really good one and I'll go through 100 pictures that's really dramatic I'll go through like 15 or 20 um And the first one will always be the best one you're like why do i waste my time doing that and of course you have to treat every take as if it's the only take you're taking because you want to give it your all so that when the judges are judging and they're going to be judging the same standard so they're still looking at your outfits. so you want to make sure once again it's a good lighting that they can see these outfits um especially if you paid a lot of money for them girl we want to get into all of those details so make sure that you're not too far away from the camera of course when you're doing your walk it depends on how big the area space is if you have a really big space um then that's fine but you want to make sure you get quite close to the camera not so of course like you know when you're going to the camera and usually if you walk too close it's just getting your chest we don't want that we want to get enough so we can see the face and do the pose because you have that time you have you know a good forty, forty 40 seconds to a minute to to kind of get your walk across on there you want to show them the sash you want to show the elegance of your gown so you want to make sure that as I said the lighting is great and once again tripods and lights if you have someone filming you like in your household that's great um it's not been the best if you don't have much space as I said it's not the best um right now with the weather um, i think some people are getting snow <laughs> it's just very very cold over here um but if you can find an outdoor space i know people have used car parks as well but once again just try and get the lighting with that um so if you have a portable ring light um you can then use a power bank to uh to get your uh little the light there make sure that it's like the perfect lighting if you're filming by yourself um and yeah you still have to take into account hair and makeup art and we know that on a pageant final you would have the glam squad you'd have loads of different makeup artists that would be able to you know transform you however (laughs) of course we're not that lucky and some girls we are very good at our makeup but it's just sometimes it's those tricks of making sure that um because stage makeup would be different so at least you don't have to go too heavy lashes always make a face and sometimes with hair if you're not good at doing hair so this is one of the tricks that i um used back when i was competing in paris and I don't think I think there are makeup artists there, but I don't think there are any hair. Um, but I used three quarter wigs. Um, so extensions are a theme, you'll know. Clip in extensions. Um, I will rave about them, especially the Empress uh, hair extensions. Um, really good. And that is on my list for <laughs> sorting this awful hair out because girls, the roots right now that I have are extraordinary. Um, but a three-quarter wig, you just have to style the front. It goes in and they're pre-styled. So I had bright red hair when I was competing um in Paris. I was a real-life aerial and it really made my day when the Disney staff said that. <laughs> and uh it was pre-styled, so it's already curled, so I didn't have to do any curling. I it took me 10 minutes, especially with quick changes sometimes. 10 minutes clipped it in done and it looked great obviously you have to you know do some sort of blending um but yeah it looked amazing so always recommend that as a quick (laughs) trick um but yes if you are competing virtually just make sure that the videos are good quality that you can upload them you're still treating them as if you were on stage I know you don't get the stage atmosphere but when you upload those videos for everyone to see um unless the pageant are making like a little like video montage of all of the videos that would be very nice um and yeah there's just it's still we're still kind of feeling like we are in the pageant world even if we're not getting to see it because the girls are still gonna be there to support you and it will there will be a day where we will step back on stage again and we will get to cheer on and whether we're still wearing masks on our gowns or not and social distancing um it will get that way and i do feel for you girls who have joined pageant world in the pandemic right now because you've not been able to experience the feeling of watching a pageant meeting all pageant girls from all over the uk catching up with people you haven't seen years like in face but you've seen them on facebook you know the late night food talks afterwards um whether you're staying in the hotel whether you're driving home and it's a you know meet up in a fast food restaurant on the service station there literally is so like it's such an amazing such an amazing time and we will get back to that look at me reminiscing right now (laughs) so things to take away from this podcast episode although it's very much a, a thought process as such is always have a plan in case things don't happen whether it is changing system whether it it's launching a campaign that you are holding back on but you still want to do it don't feel this the thing is when we have a when we plan our queen project don't feel like it has to be when you're a queen. Um because it's still something that you want to do and I think that it still gives you a purpose and it does give you stuff to talk about in your interview as well so you still do get to talk um but yes so you can don't think you're thinking about launching take the time out to think about what you want to achieve in the pageant world still keep training whether it is training with a coach whether it's you know adapting and thinking oh this is actually the time I want to change my platform or oh I can actually send this design off to get made. Um, Still keep on top of your appearances if you are making appearances. Um, I know this is sometimes the time that we like to slack a little bit but honestly you don't want to get to your finals and you've got 150 online appearances to print off. That would not be a fun day at all for any of us. Um, But yes and even if there are ideas that people have out there, I mean, this is where you can then talk to other pageant queens to collab if they have the same platform as you. Um, an example of course would be Jessica Barclay's Cara, what you consume month that she's teamed up with, um, Miss Eco UK, and Miss Earth UK. Um, if you have the same platform, you can then, oh, there's also of course, Shauna and Freya with their world cancer day superhero outfits. Um, two minds are better than one you know we like to say i mean no one's like to go in this mind right now um but this is where you can brainstorm with someone else this is where you can create campaigns and you know it's be fun to work with someone else um virtually and yeah let's just spread that positivity i know it's a very hard time right now i know that exercise is the last thing On most people's mind as I'm staring at this uh, spin bike that I need to get on soon. Um, But it's doing these little things that make you happy. Trying to keep the positivity with COVID. If you are competing virtually, it's still having that mentality of going in there to win. Even if you don't get your crowning moment um, the way you would hope. And coming from someone who had their crowning moment via... um, an online online live in America um and yet to receive that crown I think I just feel like did I imagine it (laughs) did it happen um but yes you know the UK postal service is a lot more reliable I would say let's touch all the wood on that so you'll get your crown soon and then there will be that time when you get to go on those stage, whether it's an international, whether it's handing over your virtual crowns to the next ones, you'll still get that stage walk, you'll still get that stage presence. And when it's safe to do so, you'll get those official crown pictures. I just know it. But thank you for listening to this long-winded podcast about dealing with COVID and pageantry. There's still so many things that we can do and achieve. And I think it's just trying to keep a, a toe in the pageant water, but still trying to keep our heads above everything Um, so don't be afraid to take some time out don't be afraid to ask questions Um, we are of course still pageant training and we still have the book available um, for you to buy so if you would like to up your pageant game it's coming up too so next month Sparkles and Rhinestones will be four years old four years old, we started in 2017 Um, and also in March, lots of firsts (laughs) also in March um, marks the first uh, time I had my very first pageant interview when I entered the Miss England heat of Miss Swindon in 2010 Um, so it's the very first time and of course May. May is always a good month not only is my birthday month but it is the first month I competed in my very first pageant and well, nearly 11 years now and so much has changed um however there are still so much so many things to learn so yes uh for coaching um the books we're launching lots of new things um so very exciting and of course pageant interviews as well so thank you for listening to this long podcast I hope wherever you listen from I hope you're having an amazing day